0: Welcome to this special episode of the Human Aspect
1: Podcast. And where are we, Nick? Yes. So, uh, Jimmy, thanks for having me on the show. We are in Freetown, Sierra Leone, West Africa. And that is, according to you, the best country in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. But we are in someone's studio as well. We are in your studio. So where are we? So welcome. You are listening to us broadcasting live from the Life by Design studio in Freetown. Mm. And today, we are going to talk a little bit
0: about you know, Sierra Leone and the situation here and how you have seen it, but yep. also the good work that you guys are doing. A little bit similar to the human aspect in one sense, creating role models for young people and trying to engage a change of mindset is at least the, what I got stuck with after talking to Joe Abbas and, and yourself.
1: Yes. Um, I think ultimately life by design is a dream. It's a vision. It's, a, it's almost now an institution um, where we're able to really recognize people that are doing good, put them on a platform so that they could be a light to other people especially in a country where you know there are so many challenges we could talk about the economy we could talk about you know past natu- natural disasters you know war etc what we're trying to do is show that you know one life goes on um, and regardless where you find yourself in the world you can make something awesome of yourself it doesn't matter how the beginning was yeah. you could create the perfect ending and that is the concept of life by design, design.
0: Yep. Yes. so you can design your own, your own life. life yes customized okay. <laughs> yes so let's dig straight into like we said as well you know what is the situation of Sierra Leone from from your eyes when it comes to you know opportunities for young people but also mental health in that sense what is the state of mind at the at the moment here
1: so there, there have been a lot of misinformation um, there, there, there is still a lot of miseducation going on. Um, and humans in general, we, we like what we're familiar with, for sure. even if it's bad for you. <laughs> right. And so, um, Sarah Leone is no different in that aspect. Um, there are very few people who are willing to tackle the issues of mental health. Um, I had a friend quite recently that was literally losing her mind. She, Felt like her heart was falling out of her chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put out a status on Facebook. And overnight, a lot of people came through. They inboxed me. And I realized that there's a sub-community just underneath the surface, for you sure. know. But um, when it comes to the general infrastructure for mental health, there really isn't much. There's a lot of social stigma. And what we're kind s- of stigma is that? What are
0: we talking about?
1: Here? So we're, we're saying that if something is is wrong with you mentally, you shouldn't talk about it um people aren't allowed to have bad days even though everybody is traumatized what i learned is because of the war everybody's traumatized. Of course. And Ebola. But, oh, of course. And as you could, do, and the mudslide. Mm-hmm. And the economic hardships also helped. I mean, the other day, I'm walking down the street. I'm going to the cash point. Someone's walking. I totally forgot about them. They bump into me. And both of us have this moment where for a split second, we're like, I didn't see you. I didn't see you. And we were going to go at it. And then he went, ah, okay, sorry. But I could see from the guy's face that he had a lot on his mind you know and there aren't places where people can just go and talk just the way we're talking now it's really difficult to find a place where you could talk to people without them judging you and here the judging is very critical you know people take you straight to the mental home and you don't want to see what the mental home looks like Mm.
0: what does it look like
1: victorian era mental institutions Mm. yeah i mean they've done some refurbishments um, but I think it's far too inadequate in terms of the service provision that you know is available to people around the world, um, and I think a lot more needs to be done. Because we know as well that you have two
0: psychologists in the entire country. One is retired. Oh, he's retired now. Yes, Doctor.
1: Doctor, the first psychologist in. The oh gosh, <laughs> his name. His name escapes. Doctor Nahim. Nahim. That's thank it. Doctor Nahim. Yes. Right. He's retired. Yes.
0: And you have, as far as we know, as well, 19 mental health nurses only. And we have met the eight other students as Comas. So that's basically your entire system that is yes. national.
1: Yes. In a nutshell, for people of over 7 million that have gone through repeated traumatic events. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. yes. So that, of course, lays out the, the foundation of what we're talking about here. So, what is then the state of mind of young people on top of that? Because these are not the only problems that young people are facing here.
1: Yeah. So in addition to everything else, I think, one, they know that there isn't much help. So um, there's a lot of drug dependency, mm-hmm. uh, drug abuse, and the kind of stuff that they take in, oh, is the kind of stuff that will knock a horse out, you know? But then they don't have that many options, mm-hmm. So the, the 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 mentality to mental health uh, or, or the approach to mental health is like, nobody talks about it. It's like this giant elephant in the room. Um, and instead, we just judge them. Oh, it's because you're from this family. Oh, there was this person that had this curse. And we have all these other really weird the weird ideas about how mental health works. And, and also and, believing that it will never end. Oh, yes. That it's a lifelong thing. Oh, yes. No, but, but because there isn't any... Education. Awareness. There's no education. It's been misinformation, yeah. miseducation. Once you go down that path, it's finished for you. Yeah. So a lot of people hide. They pretend. Um, sometimes it comes out. And um, the others, they run away from their families and they become ostracized. Yeah. They sleep on the streets after about six months. They look really crazy now. because The clothes are torn off, etc. And they it's look really rough. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy even. Which, yeah. which is real. Which yeah. is real. Bias confirmation. It always yeah. kicks in. Oh, we yeah. knew you was mad. Now you're mad. Done. And that's the end of that person written off. So it's scary.
0: Definitely scary. But... What are we doing about it? You, Because you guys have been designing something as beautiful as role models and success stories. You know, we had the pleasure of talking to Joe Abbas yes. as well. A man himself that came from, you know, dire context. He yes, came from, from the villages, from two illiterate parents. From nothing, literally. really yes. nothing, yeah. Yes. But he made something of himself. But yep. not just that, he also wanted to share his journey and mentor others because he said to us that his major reason for getting to where he is today was that he had his own pastor,
1: someone that mentored him, right? Absolutely. So, Joabas Bangura is literally a phenomenal man. In a country where most people with resources really only, you know, largely look out for themselves, He appreciates his struggle. He appreciates the influence of other people giving him a helping hand. And he's dedicated his whole life for the last 30 years to doing the same for other people. So through creating a platform, myself, Amadou, Gabriel, the rest of the team, we're all able to kind of build from that. Those young people you see there, they're able to take care of themselves from the work they do here. Mm -hmm. And the work we do is to shine a light, create a, a platform where we're able to show display and showcase role models to other people and when we're on the radio it's amazing when people call from the most remote parts of the country oh yeah we're listening even at the hotel last Mm -hmm. night the guy behind the bar I went in to have a drink afterwards and he was oh I listened to your show it's so amazing it's inspiring and when I hear that despite all the challenges and the limitations we have, it really puts a smile on my heart. And that's the work that Joe has chosen and that's the work we do at the heart of it. Outside from any kind of commercial venture, it's about just being a light to other people. And that's it.
0: And according to Joe, you are his main creative man. So how on planet Earth, Nick, did you end up in life by design and the work that you do now?
1: Goodness gracious me. So, um. I was one of the people that had to leave Sierra Leone after the war. My house was burnt down. I was displaced from my parents. Um, I had the opportunity to travel with my grandmother. I went to England. As we can hear. As you can hear. As you can tell, right? I still have the twang. But, but here, here's the interesting thing. Most people believe that once you get to England or America or wherever, that's the end of the trouble. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. In, in my In my situation, that was the start of the problems. Um, I got there I didn't understand anything it was like the opposite of everything that I was used to yeah. and quite soon I became homeless um, I was never homeless in Sierra Leone but I was homeless in London in the winter I, we yeah. don't do cold very well <laughs> so if you can imagine you know I slept rough for a while um, I wanted to be a musician I wanted to rap so you know I'd get my friends together would record little video uh, tapes VHS tapes etc yeah. then I told um, my parents, I wanted to go and study music. And I said, okay, no problem. They enrolled me into a classical music uh, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. British classical music. Of course, course. Yeah. of course. Baroque period, Romantic era, mm. all of that stuff. And then they added sociology and philosophy. Right. You know, I was kicking and screaming. Mm. But now, it, as you would, <laughs> you could imagine gangster rap. And now we're talking about, you know, Plato and Immanuel Kant and all of these other complex concepts. Um, but then, From that point, um, I was able to really know where I wanted to be. So I won an award. Uh, Apparently, I could learn fast. Mm. I I didn't know that. Who knew? Who knew? (laughs) And that's what we're saying. You don't know what potential is inside of you. Right. Just try. Just give it a go. Don't forget about everything. And so they they gave me this award, uh, the British House of Parliament, and they asked me, in 10 years' time, what would you like to be doing? Now, bearing in mind, I'd been away from Sierra Leone for six years. I hadn't spoken to my parents. I didn't even know if they were alive. Mm -hmm. I'm standing at the House of Commons and I'm like, yeah, in 10 years time, I'd like to be in Sierra Leone working in a production company. I didn't know what I was talking about. So you fast forward to May 25, 2017, which was just two years ago, which was exactly 10 years from that day. I found myself in Sierra Leone Mm -hmm. and someone gave me a call and said, okay, hey, there's someone who would like you to meet. Uh, His name is Joabas Bangura. Um, And I'd seen Joe on the TV and I'd seen what he was doing. I was like, nobody else in Sierra Leone is doing this. I like this stuff. I mean, I've seen this. This is what Jim Rohn does. This is what, you know, Les Brown does. This is what Napoleon Hill does, you know, Bob Proctor and the rest of them. And Joe Abbas was the person doing that. We came in, we had a conversation and the rest is history. I I feel like I was supposed to be here. If you take me away from life by design, I can't really explain what else I'd be doing that I would find fulfilling. And that's how I got here. I don't know about the main creative guy, but um, I'm that's learning. That's what he said.
0: That's what he that's said. What he
1: said. Yeah. Well, Joe, Joe, has a, Joe has a reputation for discovering dirt, mm. polishing it, and, and finding out that there's diamond in the middle. Mm. He's done that repeatedly with at least five or six people that I could tell you of. Mm. People that have... Uh, recently, there's a gentleman by the name of Kelvin Doe. Mm. He won the MTV Changemakers Awards. Uh, there was Salton Masali. He got a Queen's Young Leaders Award um, and several, a plethora of other people. So Joe has this magnetism about him. And if you come in contact with Joe, you have to be better. In fact, that's all he asks of us. Every mm-hmm. single one of us, from myself it to be down better. to be better, be a better version of yourself, question yourself and grow. And 18 months later, or is it 19 months now? Mm -hmm. 19 months later, I'm still here. So, how important do you think
0: role models is for Sierra Leone? Because now you're doing the radio show and you're doing the TV show. And it's been going on for a while as well. Correct, With with Joe, but now also with you involved. Yes. What kind of feedback are you getting uh, that also obviously links very closely to mental health and the mindset of the young people in in quite
1: a dire context yes to be fair yes Um, so the power of belief the power of belief is very strong Mm. Um, as a man thinketh so is he now um, if you believe that everything is lost it's about as simple as that it's lost you know Um, and when you put it in context of Sierra Leone people have a lot of negative beliefs Well, it's been like this for 50 years. It's been like this since my grandfather and my mother's time, so I don't think it's going to change. However, we are the first generation of people here that are saying, actually, despite everything, you can do it. And, and, And the people are responding because they're learning, they're putting it into practice, they're seeing results. And you know, even if you want to work out, when you start to go to the gym, you don't feel much. But the moment you start to see results, oh, it's something else. So people are seeing the results. And if we could say anything is, we would like to be able to expand the platform so that we could interact with more people and hopefully get them to believe in the unlimited potential they have. And that um, your mindset, Um, is usually influenced by lots of different external factors. But the driver is you, and you can always go into your mind and hack into your mind. And it sounds crazy. We're telling people to hack into their minds. But that's the only way. I mean, if you look at everything, you look statistically speaking, you look at the economy, you look at our GDP, you look at uh, the rate of the dollar. uh, Even as we speak right now, overnight, there's about to be a petrol hike. Nice. So from about 3 p.m. this afternoon, petrol has started uh, you know, becoming scarce at the petrol mm-hmm. station. So when you look at all of these different things, um, you're going to need to dig deep into something you know, much more stronger and much bigger than, than the external. And I think that's what we're doing. And I think from a mental health perspective, we're able to just let people know that, yes... Your, your mind also has a health system, just as your body. right? And it needs to be trained of and course. taken care of. Of course. And it could go out of sync. And if it goes out of sync, it's not the end of the world. You could always bring it back. Yes. <laughs> and that's the work we're doing.
0: Because now, you know, the beauty of dire contexts, you know, some people say that some of the best technology has come out of war, for example. Yeah. Proving that, you know, something good can come oh, yes. out of something bad. Yeah. yeah. So the dire situation now, as far as I understand, is that between sixty and seventy percent of youth out there is unemployed. 63%. In three percent traditional context, right? Yes, yes. But that also puts an enormous potential for entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Right. Which Absolutely. is obviously where you guys and, and many others, but also the school systems, the, the good schools anyway, around. Yep. And also Mr. Francis and their innovational yep. contribution as well is coming in. Yes. So what kind of hope and potential do you see in the need for entrepreneurship? Because there's no traditional jobs. So it doesn't help for Sierra Leoneans to get a good education because Absolutely. there's
1: nothing waiting for them. Of they course. need to create it themselves. Of course. So, Jimmy, I think the first thing I'd say is that there are people who have graduated for the last 10 to 15 years, and they don't even have a job. Exactly. You know, um, And I am very optimistic because uh, looking at our new government, for example, they're very big on innovation. And innovation is kind of the foundational concept of entrepreneurship. It's, you know, synthetic imagination. You take something, you take something else, you blend it together and you have something new. So it means we don't, because of technology and the world we live in in 2019, we don't have to invent everything. We barely have to invent many things anyway. Um, I think even at a primary and secondary school level, different schools are now embracing STEM you know, science, technology, and, you know, electronics and engineering and maths. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really embracing it, and there's a push towards that. Um, popular culture also helps. We're watching things on Netflix like The Boy Who Harnessed Wind. Very good movie. Huh? Excellent movie, I must say, you know. But but that's helping because we're looking like, okay, hold on. There isn't any magical savior. Um, the the governments and the political system, they're going to continually do what they can um, but if we depend on just that, it will never change. <laughs> no, it isn't. So now the onus is for each and every one of us to figure out what role do we play? What can we fix? How can we help? Mm-hmm. And through that, uh, the entrepreneurial mindset grows. Um, the challenge again is that uh, we've been in a box for a very long time. And this new liberated movement, Life by Design has only been in existence for about maybe eight to nine years. Mm-hmm. So it's in the last decade. Yeah. It's, it's pretty new. I mean, if you're looking at 60 years worth of corrosive thinking, mm-hmm. 10 years is kind of a short period of time. However, however by the reaction we get, I mean, I go to places and people are like, life by design, I'm I'm stumped. They're like, Oh, we watch your stuff. It helps, it helps, you know? And people are starting businesses. We have a, a more a more business friendly environment. You could start a business in Sierra Leone in one day. You could register your business in one day. There are more um, hubs, incubation hubs, Sensi Tech Hub, Innovation Access, uh, the Life by Design Consult Hub. So there's more of a of a playing field now for people to kind of get into entrepreneurial pursuits. And we're hoping that will keep growing in the next 10, 15, 20 years. It has to.
0: It has to. Yes. And back to your story, because you kind of left us off of being homeless there and then you went into school. So how did you yourself actually manage to also deal with your own past and use it as some form of motivation? Because it seems like you're doing it now. You're using it as your drive. You know. You know things can be worse. Oh,
1: (laughs) in fact, it's because I know things can be worse. That is why I am voraciously running towards better. Mm -hmm. And and I've learned a few principles. Um, my my story is weird because I thought coming back home would be like you know the best thing, catharsis. This is it. It's all good. Um, After being away for 14 years, I came back to Sierra Leone and I lost my parents in the space of three months. It's okay. uh, Last year, so um, I lost my stepdad. Because when you left
0: us, you didn't even know they were alive. I didn't know
1: they were alive. I found them. Then something intrinsically said, go home. Mm -hmm. So everybody was like, what? You crazy? Come on, in London, you got a great degree. You could get a job here. You could do all of this stuff. Um, but something kept saying go home, and I remember I'd speak to people like, "Yo, man, my parents are getting older now. Mm-hmm. Something is telling me spend some time with them, you know." And um, you know, when 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 they transitioned. It was really hard for me because, you know, it's your parents. Grief is one of the toughest things. We all go through Every single oh, year yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. But I thought it wasn't for me because yeah. I never used to go to funerals. I used to always avoid anything painful. I didn't like dealing with emotions. Like um, any man, you know? Right. Yeah, we're like macho. I'm just going to find a way to get over it. Uh, yeah, that was the first mistake. And in fact... That's what leads to the bigger mental health breakdown. Of course. Right. Because you think we're like, okay, up. right. i got to pretend and then the day blows up. So there, there, there were times where it's so weird saying this now, up to maybe about a few weeks ago, I'll sit down. Yesterday was my mom's birthday, funnily enough. And I actually went home after everything last night. Um, And I saw a picture of her and I actually cried. It's crazy. It's good, no? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't like crying. <laughs> but it helps after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I felt a certain relief, you know. Um, and in terms of kind of um, being, being back here, my story is closely linked to other people's story. You know, my name is Nicholas. Nicholas means victory of the people. So there's something about my life that's always been linked to people because I could only sleep on one bed. I have a really large bed, but I could only sleep in one area. Even if I had 10 cars, I could only be in one car, in one part of the car at any point in time. If I had a million houses, even if I had the biggest mansion, I could only occupy one single space. So I've learned quite earlier on that, somehow through sharing, through uh, working with other people, I get a deeper sense of fulfillment. We're in a country where a lot of the young girls, they suffer because there are no opportunities for them. They got to literally sleep with someone just to be able to get into a college course. Mm. Right, imagine just to get into college, you got to sleep with someone. And now when you get into college to get the grades, You kinda gotta sleep with someone. But what we do here at Life by Design, for example, within our ecosystem, um, we make sure everybody gets remunerated very well. They're able to take care of themselves. They don't feel this sense of, you know, this this sense of loss or or being left alone. And they don't have to beg for anything. Mm. And there's something empowering knowing that Aysata is able to take care of her parents from the money she's earning. Alice is able to take care of her children, her child, from the money she earns. Um, Gabriel and the rest of the team, myself, I mean, I've got a little girl now, so that gives yeah. me... Oh, yeah, Gives yeah, yeah, yeah. you joy? It gives me... And trouble? A lot of trouble. She, she can climb now, so she's able to pick up my external hard drive from the table and yeah. dash it on the floor independently. So I've learned to just build higher shelves. <laughs> so that works, you know? But um, when I look at her, I, I see... I see what we all are as humans. When we're born, we don't know color, we don't know, we don't know uh, rich, we don't know economic status. All we know is joy. Mm-hmm. She's blissful, she's absolutely blissful. And just looking at her face, makes me light up, even as I speak right now, you know? Um, and as, 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 when I look at her and I look at where we want to go, it makes all the things I've been through worth it. You know, I'm like, that was light affliction. You know, I'm happy I was homeless because so, now I value having a home, you know? I'm happy I dropped out of school because now I value education, you know? I'm happy that I was left alone. So when Joe, when Joe is, uh, you know, is, you know, he's, you know, very uh, about something, I don't take it personal. I'm like, listen, actually it's good that he teaches us. So my past has given me the fuel that's supposed to take me to my future. What the future holds, I couldn't tell you, Jimmy.
0: No one (laughs) knows that. No one knows that. Not even the creative Nick or not even Joe. Not even Joe. But we can imagine and we can try to manifest. Indeed. 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 So if you were to leave people that are listening to this one with one single piece of reflection that you've caught in your life that you think could be useful for someone that feels like They're not in the best part of life. They feel like a victim of life. They feel life happened to them, like both you and I have felt at one point. For For sure. Yep. Yep. What would you say to them that you have learned along
1: the way? So I was preparing for this conversation yesterday, uh, and I have this book that I started reading. It's called Way of the Peaceful Warrior. (sighs) Um, and, you know, it's taken me six months. I'm always busy. I, I never get a chance to finish the book, you know? So I just flicked through and I, I, I stumbled upon a chapter um, where the, the, the main protagonist said something along the lines of, you have to embrace the darkness. You have to embrace the darkness because if you can embrace the darkness and go past it, yeah. then you can get to the light. But if you're absolutely terrified and you become overwhelmed by it, it's going to be more difficult for you to see the lights because here's here's a fact there's always a brighter day after a dark night always 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 for the last 2500 years plus or however you know millions of years depending on who you speak to Mm -hmm. but for as long as the earth has existed there's always been night and then day so so whoever's listening, regardless whatever difficulty you're going through, regardless whatever challenge, whatever mindset you, you have, whatever's happening to you, if you could just hang on and go through the darkness, there's a brighter day. And when you look back at it, you would almost not even believe your own story. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's it. Just believe that after the darkness comes light.
0: And also in the spirit of what we have seen so far, I would also say that, you know, dare to share and give to those around you as well because if you go through this night not alone it's a little bit easier not to be scared now isn't it
1: absolutely 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 so be vulnerable open up share with other people and who knows what could come out of that who knows and do things together like we are doing
0: now as well synergies is kind of cool number one number one one. thank you so much nick for joining this special episode here in freetown the one and only thank you to life by design for allowing us to borrow their fantastic studio though i truly appreciate you're most welcome and we do really look forward to uh, seeing more of you guys and and making more of it and of course seeing uh, you and uh, joe's story as well in the library of the human aspect sure absolutely fantastic Thank you for everyone listening. Remember, reach out to us in any form of topic that you would like us to bring up. Or if you have suggestions for any guests, you know where to find us. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And of course, in this podcast, you will also find this podcast in anywhere you will find a podcast. So just listen and you can even download it. We know that now going on the full lane, you don't need Wi-Fi. Download it. And then you have it anywhere you go. Even on a keke around here. Even on a keke. The local transportation of three wheels is fantastic. Because it's got natural air conditioning. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Thank you, guys. See you around. Thanks for a